The next guest on track back with me, Calmac, is Jack Gledel, the squeaky northerner. Now, you might want to know, squeaky northerner, where does that come from? Well, Jack has a very squeaky voice, so hence the nickname. Jack is a TikTok star and a stand-up comedian. And in this episode, we have a whale of a time talking about Jack's uh, career in stand-up, including how he incorporated a skit live on stage with the scooter. I'd love to know how he did that, as well as a impromptu performance with myself and Jack of a northerner and a southerner meeting in a pub in the middle of England um, during lockdown. It's an amazing skit. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Uh, to find out more, uh, then follow our Instagram at trackbackpod. If you want to get in touch with us, email the team at trackbackpodcast at yahoo.com. But in the meantime, it's Jack Gledo, the squeaky northerner. <laughs> Guys, we're back once again on the show that is growing day by day. Literally, that's all I gotta say about that. I am joined now. I've gotta say, my guest, Jack, uh looks like you're in space, but are you really in space? Because I'm in space with the news I've heard today about this absolutely stupid European Super League, which is <laughs> going to kill the sport that I love. But anyway, um, how are you doing up in space or wherever you might be, Jack? Well, I don't want to ruin the magic, Cal, but <laughs> he's not really space. Oh, look, that, that, that is but, the best form of magic I've ever seen. Yeah, it's either that or a picture of a childhood Chuckle Brothers. You can, you can pick <laughs> what you want. Oh, I can be I can be in America. I can be in the grass, but let's let's stick with space because it's better than my messy room, isn't it? Let's just stick Absolutely. with space. Jack, I mean, why do you call yourself the squeaky northerner? You should be the squeaky wizard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I call myself squeaky northerner because it's because I, I'm when I do stand up, I'm just myself. I'm just Jack Gledo. But then when I joined TikTok, I thought, oh, I need like a quirky name. Because that'll get the followers. If I, if I have a quirky name, that'll get me uh, a million followers. Don't worry like that. Um, but I just thought, well, I'm squeaky. And believe it or not, I think you can guess, I'm northern. <laughs> so that's where the name came from. Now, before we start um, getting to the questions, I want you, Jack, to teach me some northern phrases. As you can tell, I'm a southerner. I don't know much about the north. I've only lived here for about nine months, and I still haven't caught on to the northern twang so i want you to teach me some northern yeah. words so, so so let's get to it. what kind of northern words are quite popular up here well the, see this is a difference in every northern town they've got a different language so you could be in hull travel to manchester travel to leeds they all speak differently so it's we don't have like a generic language we're, we're like so particular in each little area like in hull we um we call kids Baines. So they, they Baines. Are okay. you picking the Baines up today? I mean, I hate it, but that's that's the way it is around it. When, when you're going on the back of someone's bike, it's a croggy. Croggy. Uh, we, call, we call roads road. I'm going road. on road. Road. Yeah. Okay, I've it's got really road. easy to do a whole accent. You just say, oh, no, the snow on the road. And that's the whole accent. Oh, no, the snow in the road. Perfect. Like no, I'm Northern. Um, one I've, 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 I have a few. Lecky. What's Lecky? I think Lecky is electrician. 
electrician. Okay. And I, I know um, that's not to do with me. Excuse that <laughs> terrible phrase. <laughs> the way you said it then was like a, a New York gans- gangster, <laughs> not Northern. That's not to do with me. <laughs> that's not to do with me. Like you say, think a lot of Northerners, they say nout, nout a lot, don't they? Now, yeah. Now, in Hull, we when we say couldn't, it sounds like the C word, because that's just the way our vocabulary works. That okay. If you say, um, "Could you do that for me?" Uh, no, no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't do that. And it sounds like you're swearing, but you're not. You're just speaking. No, I couldn't do that for you. And so everyone thinks you're swearing, but in Hull, that's just love. Love, okay. And when you meet other Northerners, let's say um, a Yorkshireman meeting a Geordie-man, how does that clash of, of languages, you know, happen? I mean, you, you're making it sound like it's a big cultural event, which I loved. Like, <laughs> a Geordie meeting a Yorkshire, like, God, Can you imagine? God That's save just... the day, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not God save the Queen anymore, it's God save the North. <laughs> uh, it, it, most people... Oh, all right, especially if you're from the north uh, in general, when you meet them, they're like, Oh, you're, you're, I don't know if you get this. Most people do it with football teams. So if you say where you're from, yeah. you say, Oh, and then the first thing you say, going, Not doing very well at the minute, are you? And I'm like, What? <laughs> and they mean the football. And I don't follow the football, but thanks for categorizing me as that. It's like, I think that's the only way like men can communicate, isn't it? By asking what the football scores is. And I mean, there's one northern phrase that I learned, and it's um, a Newcastle saying, and mm. I can't stop saying it literally. Um, it's hoey the lads, hoey the lads, yeah, hoey man. I love yeah. saying that. Well, the first time I ever heard it wasn't at a football match, it was kind of just listening to Ant and Dex saying, well, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And I was just attracted to that. And whenever I look back at my presenting portfolio, I'm inspired by Ant and Dex saying, hoey the lads, every time they introduce the I'm a celebrity, get me out of here show. <laughs> But um, Jack, I mean, I love some of the stuff you do on TikTok. I've watched some of your videos. You're a stand-up guy in a stand-up business, I've got to say. So, I mean, let's start with your stand-up sort of thing. Um, was that something that you loved since a young age, watching other comedians, maybe on television or live? Is that the sort of where the inspiration started for you to get into stand-up? Pretty much. I think well, when I was 10, I started doing magic and I did like stage magic. So I did I did that for like five years, like going around doing shows and stuff. And what I really liked was doing the comedy within that and making people laugh. So first got me interested was the magic. Then when I started performing, I was like, oh, actually telling the jokes is what I like more. And then I took a break from like the age of 16 to 18 to like build the courage to do stand up. And then like when I turned 18, I thought, right, I'm going to do stand up now. Um, and then it was kind of in that period where all my influences were coming. Like I was because because of, of magic, I, I kind of knew who Tommy Cooper was and I was influenced by that. Then the gateway drug from that is like um, Markham and Wise and watching all those old stuff, because my style is like sometimes like in it. it keeping with like the old northern rhythm and stuff um so i kind of and then lee evans massive inspiration and just seeing people like that and i was like right i finally want to do it and i think i've just always like being the center of attention and making people laugh basically and that's a good thing so you mentioned lee evans um what did you take from his sort of style that really inspired you to do your own style what kind of things did you take from his um vocabulary vocabulary 
Mm. Um, I think mainly it's the physicality and doing stuff with your face and uh, body movements can emphasise a joke so much. If, if and the, the specificities of words and how you can, there's like sometimes the way Lee Evans will say a word, it's not funny. But when he says that sentence, the way his mannerisms come over, that's what makes it a funny routine. And like at school, I remember everyone would be quoting like Lee Evans material on the playground and stuff because it's quotable stuff. And that's why people love people like Peter Kay and Lee Evans because it's everyone can talk about it and everyone relates to it and they, yeah. they all have a personal experience of it. And it's that kind of stuff I like, I like to do because I, I want people to be at home and talking about oh, that comedian did something like that. So I think if you can create material real that people can remember, you're going to build up more of a fan base. And as a comedian, how important is comedic timing when you're on stage? How important is it to... Does Do comedians always have to get the joke, you know, accurate on time? Yeah. I think timing is very important. Um, <laughs> That's a great emphasis on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, the thing with timing is, I think people have said to me that I've I've got good timing, but I, I never plan the timing. I, you've got to ride it with the audience, basically, because some gigs don't go great and others, most of them, go all right and lovely and great. But the gigs that aren't going well, you've got to then change the rhythm of your routines and, and everything and because you don't want to step over laughter. So if if you're if you say you've got a twenty minute show that you've got to do, and you go it's going really well, and you think oh I've gone from I've got twenty minutes left, but I've I've gone from my material. So you have to change the rhythm. It's all about the rhythm, and it's just about being on stage. And it's really weird. You have this inner monologue that's working whilst you're speaking. So you'll be saying your words and go right. Well, that person's not laughing over there. I'll try and do a joke for them. Oh. What am I going to have for tea after this? Oh yeah, I'll probably get get a kebab again. That was nice. Oh anyway, I'm I'm still in this joke. So that that it's it's really odd. It's such a bizarre thing. But yeah, each gig you just get better and better at that. I think when you're making all your material, like you mentioned, which is um I, I wouldn't have a clue how to do that as a comedian. No way whatsoever. When you're presenting the material, do you sometimes when you're on stage, you're in front of an audience, you're um you're you're, you're embracing the inner comedian, um. Do you get sometimes ideas that just completely come into your head that are not originally part of your material and maybe uh, maybe something from your material, you have something coming in and you can follow up on that. Do you get that? And does it work a lot as a comedian? Yeah, I love stuff because I do bits of audience interaction as well, which always throws up the fun of what they're going to say and then go off tangents. I love going off on tangents and then bringing it all back. It's a bit like, like when you conduct an interview with someone, you, you have an idea of what you want to say and where you want to go and then sometimes it goes off might sometimes. Come yeah yeah exactly so it's, it works the same as that really but it's just obviously instead of two people talking it's a room full of like three three four hundred people so it, it, it's it's just about managing that but yeah it's, it's pretty much the same as i mean some people struggle to go off on tangents and bring it back and the first time you do it it you go off on a tangent i remember going off on tangents and then thinking I can't remember my jokes anymore. So it, do, it does take time to kind of learn how to, you have to know the ins and outs of your act to yeah. know where you can get back, back in and out, basically. Yeah. Now, I really am glad you mentioned audience interaction because I've got a good question. Um, The fact that 
when you've got an audience in front of you that can be mixed right with um kids or adults or maybe elderly people um mm. for some of them they'd like to embrace um getting involved but for some that are uh, not too fussed to get involved how is you as a comedian can change that how do you manage you know if, if you're in a situation where you're um talking to a person that you say okay come and get involved in the skit come and get involved um in in in, in this in this great thing that you've got going on and they're a bit hesitant to get involved how do you go about it without you know making that person feel uncomfortable hmm. sometimes you just have to move on straight away go that's fine but sometimes wait you go do you want to come up no do you want to it just gets a bit so you kind of play with that then and go oh is anyone going to help me and it, it, it works within most times though people are just up for getting up they'll, they'll sit there and go oh, not me and then before you know it, they're on the stage with you. Um, but sometimes you, you have to you have to pre-plan who you're getting on stage because I've had people hit me with microphones and throw my scooter that I sometimes take on stage out of. Like sometimes you can't guess that the person one one person I got up out the audience and I do a bit where I get someone to run up and down. So I get this guy up, ask his name, and then I say, "Oh, can you run up and down?" And he said, "Oh, I can't. I've got one leg." And then. <laughs> <laughs> he proceeded oh to God. just take his, take his leg off. What are the chances of that? And um, you just work with that. And it's if 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 you just carry on with it and go with it and don't make a big thing, it, it just becomes part of the night and fun and people laugh at it and stuff. Whereas it could go the other way where you get real embarrassed and you lose the audience. So you just got to carry on chugging with, with what you've got, basically. Did you honestly just say, though, you bring a scooter on stage? Because that is, if, if you do, that you've got to tell me more about that, mate, because that is the coolest thing I have ever heard. I don't know any comedian that I've personally seen that brings a scooter on stage. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I will, it's a push scooter, so it's not It's not like a motorbike scooter, which would be even cooler. But yeah, I used to Imagine, do this never say never. Where, never say never. Yeah, exactly. When I'm, when I'm at Wembley Arena, I'm coming in on a... <laughs> On a scooter. Not, I'm not performing now. I'll, I'll just be seeing a concert. Um, but yeah, I I have a scooter and I come on with. And the idea is, I get two people out the audience. I get someone to run up and down, and someone to wave my scarf so it looks like the scooter's moving when it's not. And that apparently makes people laugh. That's comedy girl. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems as well like some of the times you have great ideas. Do you have a lot of ideas that you feel sometimes won't work that end up being the highlight of the entire night yeah definitely and you sometimes it goes the other way where you have an idea that you think's brilliant and it doesn't work like i i once made a prop uh i commissioned someone to make me a microphone that that moved like a like a ventriloquist puppet type thing yeah yeah i paid like three quid for this microphone and the idea was i was going to come on stage and the microphone was going to sing don't leave me this way by the communards and uh it just didn't get the laughs. And I was just looking at it and looking at the audience going, I don't think you realise I paid free and quit for that gag and it doesn't work. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. And then sometimes you write a joke that you think, oh, that's not that great. And then it ends up being like one of the highlights. So, yeah, sometimes I think you, you more, most of the time you know if it's going to be funny or not. But sometimes yeah. you're surprised at the reaction it gets. Yeah. Yeah. So moving into your TikTok, what made you start to want to do some content on TikTok? What attracted you to um, the app? We all know that it's a 
very diverse app. There's a lot of things on it. There's singing, there's acting, there's um, political stuff. There's a lot of comedy. Um, what really attracted you to showcase who you were on that app? I think it came about because, well, the pandemic stopped our live work and stuff. So at the start of the last year's lockdown, I did like a, a YouTube show for a bit. And then I got into TikTok, I did a couple of videos, not really understanding what it was. And then I just kind of left it, basically. And then it got to, like, February this year, where I was like, I'd stopped drinking for a couple of months. I thought, right, I'm just going to have a... Because we all drank ourselves silly during the, the pandemic. Last yeah, year. you're not wrong like, there. <laughs> you're not it's wrong. time to put some effort into some online. So I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll just start posting videos. And, and then I just got into the rhythm of it, of just... Whenever I got a silly idea, I just film it and put it out there. And I think it, it was just a creative outlook that I didn't have with what I normally would be, where I'd be going to gigs every night of the week and telling people jokes. So it was just a way of getting jokes out there straight away and kind of getting instant feedback. I just kind of liked that. And kind of understanding the algorithm, because I still don't understand it, because you might have a certain amount of followers, but then only 20 people see one video. And that, that annoys me the way that yeah. works because I, I I think you put effort. I put effort, I put about three hours effort into editing one video and then it didn't get what I wanted it to get in terms of views. And then another video where I, I think I was just on the toilet telling a joke that did better. So you can't, you can't really plan the algorithm and stuff, but the way for me, it's just about if I can showcase myself and people say, Oh, he's funny. Yeah. And then one day they might, you go, oh, you just stand up as well. Let's let's see what that is. And so it's just about that, really. It's just about showcasing yourself and ultimately having a bit of a laugh. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And do you find that your creative process is different from when you do stand-up gigs to TikTok? Do you find a difference or is it completely the same? Similar. I mean, it's similar in the sense when, I, when I'm making a solo show, I like making a show with like a beginning, bit, bit grand beginning, like a nice end and like some sort of flow. And I think you've kind of got to do that with a TikTok video. You've got to make sure it's that snappy and it's got a good punchline. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you haven't. When, you, when you're going along with like a trend or something, that doesn't really happen. But most of the time, I think if you can do something like that where and you've got to kind of keep in with your brand a bit as well with what you yes, do on that I did hear that before, yeah. that do you um, feel like any TikTok do you think that it's important for a TikToker to have their own sort of brand you know an identity I think so I think but like for me it was always about just doing silly videos that I found funny and putting it out there um not necessarily just I think your brand, especially when you do comedy, is your humour. So as long as it's in sticking sticking with like the humour I do. I mean, like for a bit, I, I did loads of me reacting to song lyrics because people wanted me to do that. So I, I did a few of them. Any but it was still songs, keeping with my style songs? when I was reacting to it. It won't... Well, the first one I did was a song... It's an Australian song. Uh, oh, not um, down under. Please tell me it was not no, down under. No, no, not down under. Um, you could be scuba diving by literally just jamming yeah. the song. It would be so cool, man. And it was, and loads of Australians like was gobsmacked that I'd never heard this song before. This is really bad. I can't even remember what the song was. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, and. Then uh, the people were sending me like songs with like offensive lyrics and shocking lyrics and that react to them and stuff. But then 
I mean, TikTok baffles me as a platform, especially because we all scroll through and then we'll see like a clip we've seen from TV and we'll watch it and then we'll find part one, find part two, find part three. When we could just go onto YouTube and Google it and get the whole video we could watch straight away. But no, we spend an hour watching it on TikTok scrolling. So bizarre. But that's the way the world is now, I suppose. Yeah, and and it's completely changed, as you said. But, um, you know, as well... When it comes to interacting with people on TikTok, have you had any sort of people come up to you and say, oh, I'd like to see this or I'd like to see that? Because people can have ideas of their own. Have you had other comedians come up to you and, you know, mm. say, oh, this could be good. I'd, I'd like to see this. And how do you take that into your own vision? Yeah, I've had a few uh, comedy friends say, oh, you could do this TikTok like this. And my friends send me like trends and say, you could put your spin on this. And and sometimes you do it and sometimes you think, oh, I don't. Sometimes you try it and then plenty of times I've made it and I've gone, I don't think that's funny. So I'm not going to put that out there. Um, and then sometimes you think that's not funny, but I've got no other content ideas today. I'll just put it out there. Um, so, yeah, people do send and people comment saying, oh, you need to, look at this, you need to do a version of that. And it's nice, it's nice that people want to see your reaction to something. Yeah, definitely. And finally, Jack, um, we all know that the lockdown's coming to an end very soon, which is it's so good for all of us. What are you, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, because we don't, we, we, like anything could change in the UK. We've learned that over the past uh, few months. <laughs> but what exactly have you got planned? Do you want to continue the TikTok journey? Do you want to get more followers, increase the likes? Or do you just want to go back to stand up, continue to make a name for yourself, not only in your circuit, but across the rest of the uh, country. Well, I'll, I'll I'll still be doing stand up, um, and I'll still be keeping my TikTok on in some form. Um, but at the minute, I'm working on a solo show that uh, I've just been commissioned to write. Um, so that that's the plan, and I'll, I'll probably the idea is to film that and clip bits of that because it's kind of going to be a show about um, me over the past year in lockdown and how it's changed me as a person. But I'm going to kind of do it in like a theatrical format with um, just just doing like stand up sketches about what's happened in the last year. And I think if I can get that filmed and get it online, um, hopefully that'll help build up the following as well. But for me, it's if people if people like my stuff and then one day want to come see me live, that's great. If people like the videos and just continue with the lives, that's fine as well. <laughs> well, I'll be uh, coming for sure. And speaking of your following, um, Jack, where exactly can the uh, viewers listening to this week's show uh, find your work? Where can they find your skits, your TikTok, um, et cetera, et cetera? It's at uh, Squeaky Northerner. Uh, Squeaky Northerner. Like. It's actually easier. Than my, my name's Jack Gledo, and Squeaky Northerner is easier because people are like, how do you spell Gledo? So it's easier to just say Squeaky Northerner. And to finish off, I have a little idea that I wanted to do with you. I'm only revealing it now, so I'm so sorry for putting you on the spot. But me and Jack are going to do a little switcheroo. Jack okay. is going to be speaking in his best is it well, he's speaking in his best southern accent, and I'm going to be speaking in my best northern accent. And the scenario is we're at a pub and we're just chatting about life after lockdown. Are you ready to do this? Because I think this is going to be quite good. Okay, here we go. All right. And what type of southern? Am I going generic southern? What, what would you like with? to? What would you like to do? Well, my generic southern is just posh boy, so we'll just go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Okay, right. I'll start off. So, Jack, like you know, I, I was having a, a, a like you know, watching the football the other day, and it was absolutely rubbish. I tell you that. 
Hello, young chap. Do you know your, your northern accent, actually? Your northern accent. Videos often sounds a bit like Ian Sterling, the Love Island commentator, I must say. Uh, i got to be honest, how, though. Who watches that Love Island? I mean, it's absolutely terrible. I'd rather sit down and watch Curry. I mean, I love how you're getting the generic to- jokes of northerners saying we all watch Coronation Street. We do. Um, but... See, my accent, my accent is even more offensive because it's saying all Southerners are posh, which I think we all know isn't right. <laughs> you got to love a bit of curry. you got to love a bit of curry. You're saying curry like curry. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Jack, please tell us how we say curry the good old fashioned northern way. What are you watching tonight? I'm probably going to watch curry or Coronation Street, as it should be pronounced. <laughs> Well, Jack, I think this has been a great chat. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And um, for you guys that want to uh, look back on this great episode with Jack, Apple Podcasts, write us a review. Tell us what you think. What star rating will you give us? That would mean a lot to myself, the rest of the team, and of course, Jack. Jack, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Have a good one. Have a good rest of your day, mate. You too, mate. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.